Good morning, almost afternoon here when I where I'm from. Uh, so it could be morning, noon, or night by you. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, today, this is I am reading to you my September's WordPress blog post or blog, and I'm turning today into a podcast. So it titled "To Teach or Not to Teach the Words of This Prophecy." Today is September 30th, 2021. I'm going to start with scripture. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged most strictly, James 3.1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, also James 3.1. So I realized after last month's blog, I stated that I had more revelation of the sub on the subject, who do you say that I am? As Christ told Peter, he knew his response could only come from his Father in heaven, and not from flesh and blood. I truly intended to share the next part of that personal revelation revealed to me. However, I did not get back around to writing it out, but I did share a video blog on my Facebook group. And I have two Facebook group pages. Uh, so feel free to listen there. Sorry about the first half, my righteous indignation. The last half is more gentle. I hope you'll hear it through though. Go to about 3430 if you want to skip the first part. You can find me at my, at my groups, the awe, Truth Unblemished, so that's A-W-E, Truth Unblemished, and Eyes to See, Truth Unhindered. Those are my groups. If you can't find them, hit me up somehow, and I can um, add you to them. So this post I'm speaking on was posted on September 9th. I'll also add my thoughts to the podcast in this blog soon. So I'm going to add that now. Okay, so as you're reading along, you're not going to see this in my WordPress, but it will be in my podcast, obviously, if you're listening along. So I had left off about my daughter, Summer, having a, a, a rhema word of God, right? And this section of my book, this is coming from my book. I had a, a chapter called, it's supposed to be called Revelation of Revelation. Um, there was an editing error there. So, but anyway, so let's talk about Revelation of Revelation. So that's what we've been talking about. So I had said how the book of Revelation is a revelation in itself, is it not? But let's peek a little here at revelation of religion. I said, now let's move on to the seriousness of the warnings about adding to or taking away from his word. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. But if anyone takes away from these words of the book of, his, of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city, which are written in this book. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. So then what does this warning mean? Uh, again, talking about my daughter's little rhema word. Will summer or I be plagued by adding to our, by adding our personal revelations? Will we be removed from the book of life if I write books and claims that Christ ordained them for me to write? Have we removed anything away from his prophecy by doing so? Ugh, that felt disgusting. No way, people. Get real. Let's not be religious, please. What are we, a bunch of Pharisees? You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish so that the outside may become clean also. Matthew 23, 26. So to explain the scripture, we, we may have to get religious. Ugh. I do have a major revelation with this scripture and a realization of what it means and why it is perfect to be the last book and chapter of the Bible. The fact, and here we go, the fact that the name of the last book of the Bible is Revelation is a revelation in itself. 
Yes, and amen. With that revelation comes this one. Revelation being the last book of the Bible is not what makes it so powerful or real, but the fact that it is the final word of his prophecy. Did anyone catch that? It's not by adding to his word through studying historical settings or cultures or by, of Bible times or including our personal revelations or through reading, writing and reading other books to gain or give insight about his word that changes this prophecy. No. So what is this prophecy? So in the beginning, his prophecy is just about in every book in the scriptures. However, let us start at the beginning. And I will put em enmity between thee and the woman, and between the seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15. I can remember when I first started wholeheartedly reading my scriptures with enlightened eyes. This scripture jumped out at me, and I instantly knew it was the first prophecy of Christ in the scripture. I circled it. I did not realize that I knew this at the moment as the knowledge had not yet sunk in enough to become my wisdom. Understanding was not yet manifest. No more sting and victory. I had my aha moment. One evening while in Bible college, Andrew quoted this exact scripture and pointed out that this is the prophecy of the birth of Christ prophesied in Old Testament. I can remember that day that I learned that Old Testament was types and shadows of the new covenant of Christ. The prophecy is Christ and the fact that he will come down here and stomp on the head of the devil, free us from sin and defeat death. Now, that is total victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of the death is sin and the power of sin is law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. So taking away from the prophecy, I love the fact that Christ is the promised prophecy of the Bible. He is who shall not be taken away or added to for our salvation. We know this as Christians. We know this as Christians. Believe, um, other believers, Muslims and Jews, which are the other two Bible believers, do not. They do not believe that Christ is the fulfilled prophecy. <clears throat> so both religions take away from this prophecy. The Jews stand in denial of Christ altogether, and they are still awaiting the fulfillment of Old Testament waiting for their Messiah to come and save them. My heart breaks as these followers cannot see what Christ did for them. They do not accept themselves as the chosen people of God to come into Christ or the prophecy and fulfillment of the law of Moses, the book they faithfully study. So now we said to them, these are my words, which I spoke to you while I will sit with you. Things I will sit with you that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. There was an editor's note here. The Islamic view of the Bible is limited under our Quran, or Quran written by Prophet Muhammad. Psalms, gospel teachings through Jesus and the Torah as provided to Moses are the only aspects of the Bible to believe to be true. So add into prophecy, even more sadly, is the Muslims that the other son of the promised here, Abraham, the lineage of Ishmael. The sadness to me is that the fact that they devoted them, they devote themselves to constant worship to the point of bleeding, yet do not grasp the concept of importance of Christ's blood and resurrection at the cross. They live in total blindness of their rightful position in Christ because they not only take away from the promise of God to the prophecy, but they also add to the prophecy of the Bible by adding their Quran, I don't know how if I'm saying that right, and now that is their main guide and their first worship to Muhammad. Here's the kicker. Muslims fully believe that Christ is the word of God. They do believe that he came here to teach God's word and that he ascended to heaven without death. His ascension without is how. 
So ascension without death is how he defeated death, I guess. They do believe that he will return on judgment day and praise or condemn every man their deeds. However, they do not believe that he is the son of God or his crucifixion of his crucifixion on the cross. Muslims believe in being perfected by the law. And it was Muhammad that inspired the Quran who died, was buried. His body is still at rest in the ground and that his spirit ascended to heaven. I used to love also going to secular college, I realized God had me there to share our relationship with others. I had weekly visits with a Jewish teacher, friendly chats with my Muslim instructor, and one of my favorite teachers was a Hindu teacher. I could remember being asked numerous times, come and share your Jesus. I believe my Jewish and Hindu instructors were saved, and my Muslim instructor was pondering. I once had a Muslim woman ask me if she... If Jesus was to die for our sins, why God couldn't have just had him die in his sleep, a painless death? She couldn't fathom how God would send his only begotten son to die for our sins and that such a horrendous death seemed cruel to God. Cruel of God. I explained, Jesus is the incarnate God, God in the flesh, not just son, but God himself coming down here, a natural birth to give, to live as natural man and die as one. God himself took on all our sins and shed his blood. And it is by his perfect holy blood that we are cleansed clean of our sins and fully forgiven if we choose to receive this gift of grace from God. It is by the shed blood and broken body that we are saved and sanctified. Epiphany took over her face when she came to terms with what I was saying. She said, wow, I think I get it now. She asked me how she can be born again, a born again Christian. We prayed together and she asked Jesus into her life. So for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. So it was also in secular college. I had a professor. Oh, this is about when he had the stroke, and I laid hands on him. So that's more of a healing subject. But I just wanted to share how, um, you know, when we take away and we add to the scriptures, we miss out. And the perfect salvation, you know, this, I'll never forget the look on this young um, Muslim girl's face. And, you know, that is a, that there, I'm not bragging, but that there is a gem on my crown when I get to Christ. The, the crown, the very crown I'm going to put at his feet. We're here to bring people to Christ and um, bring them in. She's a, she's part of the remnant, you know. How, where she stands today, I don't know. I pray she's walked out her salvation and learned more about God. So now I'm going to get back to the blog. <laughs> so I shared how, and I'm speaking on that, I shared how showing us that anything that adds to the prophecy of Christ and who he is and what he came to do, which is fulfill the law and forgive us of our sins, granting us the opportunity of receiving this salvation. I like to call this his finished works at the cross. And that's where they're missing. The cross is significant, whether... You know, I know other people want to argue and say it wasn't a cross. It was, you know, a tree. Well, you know what? A cross is made of wood, which is a tree. You know, let's not get so caught up in that. Just understand he went, was hung, you know, hammered. Not hung by a rope, but hung, hammered up there by three nails and uh, whipped in, in just, yeah. But by his stripes, we are healed. We are forgiven. So let's not add to or take away from that. So, okay, so I want to pick up where I left off. I shared how the actual only prophecy that us as born-again believers need to focus on and believe is that Christ is our Messiah. What did Peter say? You are the Messiah. And Christ said, that is the rock I will build my church on. We, the church, the believers, not the building, not the organization, 
Okay, not the denomination, the demonation. Get out of all your demonations. Um, and understand that that is what it's built on. That he is the fulfilled covenant, the new covenant, the Messiah. Okay, he came and did what he said he did. That is what we should not take away from. So that is what our focus is to be. All other false doctrines are purely antichrist teachings. Hence, the stern warning that not many of us should become teachers or masters, knowing that we shall receive a greater judgment, condemnation. I suggest we all stop desiring false prophecies like the physical third temple theology, the pre-trib doctrine, the Hebrew roots teaching, the seven mountain mandates, which has led so many good ministries astray. You got caught up. These Torah teachers bringing us back under the law, these teacher teachings all take from what Christ did at the cross. They deceive the masses. I pray we stop desiring these lies, these false teachers that tickle our ears. The Trump Sires prophecy was nothing but Antichrist distraction. It definitely takes our focus off our true savior. It definitely is straight from the synagogue of Satan as all the world leaders are part of this new world order and this great global reset, the Nishara Jasara. All of this puts us back on or puts us under Noahide laws, which isn't even the actual old scripture laws. Read, look into it. They want to get rid of 95% of us. They want to get the population down by 95%. Hmm. How do you think they're going to do that? Just, yeah. So anyways, um, so all this is to put us under this Noahide laws. I've shared this numerous times. If we are more in tune with QAnon mantras than we are with scripture, if we truly chant, God is winning big and aim that towards what Trump is doing and how he's coming back. And that's in my hashtag or in my air quotes, coming back into office. I roll emoji here. Let me just say that if he does return, it only brings more life to Nasara Jasara. The whole stolen election is all part of Nasara Chisara, read it. I've shared it. I'll find more pictures and, and reshare them to this blog, I think. People, come on now. I'm a prophet. I warn, and I can only warn you so many times. What is the beast? It's you're worshiping the system. If it's pulled a blinder over your eyes and you're still walking in the system's ways, you have the mark. Okay, so I'm truly calling everyone following these blasphemous lies to repent. See me as Jonah. I call you to repentance for now. Now, here's John. The kingdom is at hand. Okay. I'll be Jonah. I'll be, I'll be John. I'll be whoever. But come on, walk in the light. We are the light. We're to carry this light. You can't be in the system because it's the beast system and the light of Christ. You, you, this lip service is ending. Okay, that is not what grace was. Just saying a prayer does not save you. Just lip service is not walking it out. So I call you to repentance for the real kingdom is at hand. All of that was adding to Christ. Stop adding to Christ, for he is the prophecy. Christ is a sa is our Savior. He is it. He is the prophecy fulfilled. Hence, the last cry at the cross from Jesus. It is finished. Christ crucified in resurrection for us to believe on him and his fulfillment of the penalty of the law so that we can be rectified and resurrected with him. He is the penalty paid for our sins. Of course, we must repent. 
and walk out our salvation in total surrender to him and his ways so that we can be the unblemished bride. And I put bridegroom because men, you are the unblemished bride or you're called to be. Okay, he's coming back for us, the small remnant. So we need to join him at this wedding feast. See to it that your lamp be full of him and nothing but him. Hogwash with all these other false doctrines. You should stop caring about old Israel. We are the new Israel. They had their chance. Now bring them to repentance. But don't wait for a third temple. Don't wait for someone to step up and make an abomination or desolation. It's already happening. Every day I look at more people have brought a, a abomination into the temple. Yikes. How do you re... You can't return from that. You can't be born again again. I will say that. But so many already were never born again. They, they had lip service. So I call you to repentance now. True repentance. Understand you are completely and utterly loved by Abba Daddy. And when you know that, then you will completely and utterly love him. When you truly know that. That's the rapture. When you are caught up in how much you love him. Him. Not this world. Not your job. Not even your family. I mean, that's hard to say, but him first and all things else shall follow. I cover this family every day in him. I'm not their savior. I can love them. I can just literally do everything I can do for them, but I cannot grant them salvation. You know, it's not like when your child's bad and you can just take away their cell phone. God doesn't take away salvation. We hold on to it tight. Or we forfeit it. So he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brother and brothers and the prophets and with those who keep the words of this book worship God and he said to me do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for their time is near the kingdom is here guys let the evil doers still do evil and the filthy still be filthy and the righteous still do right and the holy still be holy behold I am coming soon bringing my recompense say that right recompense with you to repay each one for what he has done i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates outside let's just cover that for a minute there just comes a point when god says just let the evildoers still be evil let the filthy still be filthy. Let the righteous still do right and the holy still be holy. You know, there's a time when you just give it over to God and I repent. What more can you have done? And then he says, I am coming soon. Bring in rec recompense with me to repay each for what he has done. What is done what? Done with what? What have you done with Jesus? What have you done with, to your salvation? What have you done? with the promises of God. Were you washed? Was your robe, it says blessed are those washed who washed their robes. Were you washed? Are you covered in the blood? 
because that's the only thing washing you and bringing you to. That's the proper garment to the wedding feast. Understand. Are you under him? He's the new covenant. We're the new Jerusalem. We're the gems. We're his remnant. So blessed are those who are properly attired in the proper clothes. They've washed their robes, not with the filth of the world, but that promised Messiah, that prophecy fulfilled. And the gates, what gates? Enter what city? You're entering the kingdom of God. There's only one way in the gates and that's properly clothed at the wedding feast. Are you a bride? <laughs> Are you washed? Are you truly in love with Abba Daddy? Are you in love with the world? Are you in love with your job? You know, I said a while back, I'm not worried about the buy and sell part. I'm worried about my mark of the beast. Like, I won't be marked because I don't worry about the buy and sell part. Leave that up to him. Trust him. So many people, that's all they see and they panic. Oh, no, I can't buy or sell. That, and that's it. And then they say, well, it says, oh, well, so, you know, it's going to happen. And they let it happen because they're on the wrong side of prophecy. Their hearts are not aligned with God's. They're aligned with fear of the world. You know, if we were not persecuted, you know, if he was persecuted in the world, so will we be. So on the outside of this gates are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and the idolaters. Idolaters. Are you trusting your government more than you're trusting your God? Are you trusting QAnon and Trump more than you're trusting the scriptures? Idolaters. Are you running out and desolating, abominating the third temple, his temple, you, with that blasphemous, disgusting, Hmm. Ways of the world, get that out. Oh, don't put that in your body. You are a temple. So that murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Look at all the falsehood. Look at all the falsehoods brought into the church pre-trip. Do you really think just because you went to church, you were that special, you get, you get out of here and no persecution will come to you? Have you not read the Bible through? It's those that endure to the end. I'm not saying there's not a time he's not going to sweep his brides out of here, because he is. We are not accounted to wrath of God, but we just might be persecuted. Let's not get all confused. You know, are you covered by the blood or are you worried and clinging to the earth? There'll be a whole new earth. There'll be a whole new heaven. Are you in the new or are you dying in the old? Don't practice these falsehoods. So I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root of the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit of the bride says, come, 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 Jesus, come. Like this, go away. I don't need none of this. I'm just tarrying until he comes. And I'm just trying to be obedient and, and hear him and do as he asks so I can help more people be at this wedding feast. As a minister, Weddings make me a nervous wreck because I'm the minister and I hate public speaking. But when I understand that this bride and this groom, it's not about them so much. 
you know, it is, it's about them being starting a family or starting, they might want kids, they may not want kids, but coming together as one, but it's really about the agreement in Christ. She's supposed to be that unblemished bride and he is supposed to be a Christ figure. You get it? That will cover her, protect her, love her, you know, hmm. So that bride says, come and let the one who hears say, come and let the one who is thirsty come and the one who desires take the water of life without price. There is no price on salvation besides walking it out, <laughs> truly receiving it and walking it out. When you receive a gift, don't just stick it on a shelf or open it and then abuse it. Care for that gift, right? Love that gift. Be in awe of that gift because the gift of salvation is the gift of all gifts, guys. And you only get it once. So you have to nourish it, protect it, love it, protect it with all you got. Don't ever, ever counter or don't ever give it away, you know? Hmm. So. I warn everyone who hears the word of this prophecy, of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. Do you see we're adding, government's adding all these laws, right? And we're not even laws, but all these mandates and, and rules and regulations, and it's so heavy burden on our shoulders, right? They're adding to God. You don't need none of that. So because of that, God is adding the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So when you take away the Messiah, right, the penalty paid, when you take that away, God will take away your share of the tree of life and in the holy city. You are, that's it. You're not in the book. You're not written in the book. You're erased. Because if you've taken away from the only way in, not getting in brides fill your lamps because you're not getting in with half oil you get you need a full lamp at all times stay in the word stay in his graces because the door to grace is closing he who testifies to these things says surely i am coming soon amen come lord jesus the grace of the lord jesus with Jesus be with all. Amen. Revelations 22, 6 through 21. And I'm going to sign off there with all my fully testifying love. Diana.